They always say, you know, be prepared and carry the light bulb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They always say. Well, everyone always asks him, like, answers of the, you know, generation. Like, well, how do you feel about the whole youth today and, and you yeah. know, the, the cultural revolution? And he'd always be like, I feel like it's all right. And then just move on to the next one. He would, <laughs> never, go, right. he would never let him lure it. He, <laughs> just, he would just shut up at them. Like, yeah. My good friend died. It was a long and lonely day And all the people were at his side But few words were said And I know the reason why Let's say you don't have too long to breathe And there's only one person You got the will left to see All right, everybody, welcome to the Get Lost Podcast. This is Ryan Hargan. I'm joined with Sean Green, Mike Emmons, Evan Van Dyke. And uh, we're just talking about music today, the different stuff that we like. So, Absolutely. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, but I figured, uh, yeah, I would start with uh, maybe just kind of what we're listening to these days. I've been listening to a lot of like just different podcasts. Or actual uh, YouTube soundtracks on Spotify that uh, a couple of different groups that I like have really been putting up some really interesting like uh, playlists. Um, the show Flaked has an amazing one, which has like a lot of indie bands that I've never heard of. Like definitely changing the way that I listen to music in general because it's, it's no longer just like old classic rock. What is what is Flaked? Uh, the TV show with Will Arnett. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they put up a bunch of those, like, uh, Bojack Horseman also has one that's got a lot of, like, same thing, like, yeah. indie music and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, did, did I see Arcade Fire? Did they have that song on the Bojack Horseman uh, soundtrack? They they had it on the playlist. I don't know if it's on... Okay. Yeah. It, it was, might be part of the new one. The, uh, you mean the one from the new album? Yeah. Uh, the Make Your Famous one? Yeah. Creature yeah, Comfort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a I great saw, song, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just saw it, that. I saw that pop up in your... Where I was playing, yeah. I was playing it for like a week straight at one point. It just kept coming up, so I just kept putting it on repeat. <laughs> it play just a, a TV show that plays music, or sorry, I'm not really familiar with. Yeah, it's a it's just a, it's a show on Netflix. Another one with uh, Will Arnett, actually. That's um, about music. No, it's it's uh, I guess just the show itself is kind of like a low key like drama, and they like a lot of their soundtrack is the same thing, like uh, you know indie music and that kind of stuff. So you kind of pick out some good stuff there. Yeah, yeah I've been really impressed with it. Um, just because it's it's always music that I don't listen to. Like I was saying, I mean, when I was growing up, I listened to mainly like just the Rolling Stones or like yeah. Billy Joel or Bob Dylan or yeah, something like classics. that. Yeah, and now I've been trying to like branch out more. Yeah. So, dude, uh, we were talking about Stranger Things right before we got started, but Stranger Things, you know, had that awesome soundtrack. Everything was eighties. Yeah, yeah. Already, but that well, soundtrack was awesome. Another thing like that was that I mean, we, you always get to bring up talking about soundtracks, but Drive. There was a lot of yeah. Not that I haven't yeah. listened to these currently, but I remember when that came out. There's some songs in there that were like blew my mind. They're like, this is a great yeah back to like eighty sound. There's that one song, Real Human Being. I can't yeah. remember who the artist was. But y'all probably know. Yeah, and then the other one. uh Nightcrawler, night, night Nightwalker, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Night it's eerie sound. Yeah, he's got that like yeah, dark. Oh, yeah, I'm living. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk. Yeah. Yeah, 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 or um, uh, fuck, no, <laughs> uh, the one with uh, Matthew McConaughey started out. Uh, True Detective. True Detective. True Detective. Also crazy soundtracks. Yeah. yeah. Not not like I guess it was the second season. Uh, what's her name was always singing in the club yeah and Colin Farrell going to that bar oh, yeah, and talking yeah. to this fun yeah. that chick who was always singing that that yeah, yeah, yeah. that season had really well she was uh, like an actual like yeah uh, she's a working musician today I don't remember what I, I forget her name called, but she was really good yeah. yeah that was one of the first shows I feel like it incorporated like a live uh, like re- reoccurring artist in, in their show in their uh, episodes yeah I thought that was pretty cool I remember like back in high school 
surprisingly enough. But um, with the OC, I think actually for their second season, they did this whole thing where they wanted like uh, like the kids to hang out like a weird juice bar or something like that in the show. But every time they went, they would have like bands that I was listening to. Like they had like Dashboard Confessional in there. Right. That's a. Uh, yeah, Dashboard Confessional, <coughs> Death Cab for okay, Cutie. Ryan. <laughs> okay, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 just kidding. But, yeah, no, no, no. But, we all were there and did that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all had those emo days back then. Yep. No, I never did. Yeah, uh, Sean didn't ever He's too cool for school. He's always <laughs> listened to Beach Boys and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I only listened to Hendrix and the... Uh, Spongebob soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Radiohead, you know, Creep. I listen to that song like every day of my life. Yeah. I didn't, to be honest, when I was younger, I didn't really listen to that much because, like, my parents, I mean, they had some CDs and stuff like that, but they had very selective, like, not big taste. Like, my mom liked the Monkees at one point, but never owned any of their albums. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So, it wasn't until, I'd probably say college, that I actually went out and started purchasing, like, the Rolling Stones albums, like, on my own. And, uh, I mean, since then, especially when I started working at Barnes & Noble, like, I got the uh, the chance, because I was working in the music and DVD department, to just buy a ton of albums and other stuff. So I was just, like, consuming it like crazy. But that led me to, like, Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen. Like, you know, I bought, like, Bob Dylan's collection while I was there because yeah. he had all these fancy ones coming in and stuff. And yeah, and now, speaking of him, he's still got, I mean, he's got too, so much of a discography and collection of songs that it's almost overwhelming for someone to get into him. But if he... For me, I started listening when I was like 15, so I've like slowly amassed all those albums and listened to them tens of thousands of times. Not that much, but yeah. yeah. I'm like aware of them all. But now he's coming out with uh, Columbia, the company you know that he's under. They're reducing or they're releasing bootleg series, which is, this is they're coming out with the 13th uh, collection now. From the bootleg series? The 13th As far as, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. their official releases and all of them have like really good too. songs on them. Yeah. And it's crazy. As far as newer music that I've always looking forward to, it's it's just older stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so while we're. I'm a fanatic, man. I'll admit it. Yeah. yeah. Well, while we're on fanaticism and collections of bootlegs, um, do you remember that one time we played Purple Fiddle? And that guy had that Grateful Dead and Bob Dylan collection in his room. You know, it was oh, literally yeah. hundreds yep. of thousands of files. Yeah, this guy categorized really? all around the room. He, did he, this? So West Virginia we used to play at this venue called the Purple Fiddle. Yeah, Al hey, Thomas. Real, real quick before we go, we should just say like you guys were both in a band, the Green Boys, right? Yeah, because I'm going to use your damn music, and I want people to know who the hell you're talking about. See, but this is you when you guys were on the road, correct? Yeah, okay. this would have been. Uh, we toured like twice, at least, well, not t- more than twice, but one of the, we used to do regional tours from like Virginia to, they'd be like four days. Yeah. Real short so we could just yeah. get, get done and go back to work to, on Tuesday or whatever when we got back. Nice. So Purple Phil is what, like five hour drive? Yeah, it's like five hours. It's in Thomasville, cool Virginia. Venue. Yeah, every, everybody in the town is like an employee of the venue or the coffee shop next to it. Really? <laughs> and they're, oh, and they'll farm and do artist co-op stuff, but. This one guy lived above the venue. Yeah, there's there's like a spaces above. The yeah, there's venue. like there's like a, a hostel above. It's like it's like completely pristine um, from the fifties. Yeah, it's never been touched, yeah, like remodeled great. since the fifties. But uh, this guy lives up there, or he did, and he, you know, one night he brought us into his apartment, and he had nothing but like wall to wall Grateful Dead. Yeah, he was like an archivist. Yeah, uh, it was insane. I mean, really, hundreds of thousands. I think he yeah. recorded them, or not to record them, downloaded them, you know. Oh, the archives. Well, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, people used to do that in the 70s. My da- I remember growing up, my dad had this, like, big tape box full of, like, Grateful Dead shows. They were all, you know, recorded at live concerts from, like, fans. Because Grateful Dead allowed them to record all their music. And uh, he bought it at like a thrift store for like fifteen bucks. So. <laughs> so he didn't record them, but anyways, people have done that. So now there's so many live shows, and this guy had it like filed in like shoe boxes full, I mean, thousands, thousands of CDRs. Like you couldn't even listen to that much music in your lifetime without yeah. one artist, but they archive it. A Grateful Dead hoarder. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty pretty accurate. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. Like, I can say this from working at Barnes and Noble. 
there like when you talk about your archivist there like dude people used to, I used to have people come in and just get like the same thing like great, uh, massive amounts of Grateful Dead that kind of thing but then I had one guy that started getting into like classical music and was doing the same thing like I can't imagine what this guy's house looked like because he was buying like four or five of those big collections like I mean he would buy like Don Giovanni or some giant Mozart play or something like that yeah. every like week he would come in and get like five of these things and it was just over and over again and Dude, like, at the Barnes and Noble he'll buy the box set kind of mm-hmm. deals is there any way to locate that guy I mean, because he probably has the best LSD in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. probably, dude. He was—he was a bit of a, a different kind of guy, but he was, dude. He was massively into like classical music. Let's find like him. That. Let's find him. Yeah, I listen to classical actually. actually. It's good stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I used to, you know, want to learn how to do, learn how to play more on piano. You know, I just love like Chopin stuff. You know? Yeah, people don't give it enough time of the day these days but yeah especially since it it's is like, extremely it's the, boring sometimes yeah i mean but it is like, the backbone of music too like it is yeah, yeah. i mean it's a whole other topic of discussion as yeah as that well yeah. it's hard to i mean i guess there's two t- different types of music listening like kind of like passive or active like i oh, love yeah. passive listening with classical music it's such a like relax if you're working or doing mm-hmm. something right they're just driving like a um, chopping up a body or something yeah, yeah. You know, any, any of your daily activities yeah abusing yeah, dogs well it's like he gave me i think it was he had these like 14 I think that's awesome. Speaking of classical music, who the fuck is that? That was mine. What the that fuck? was mine. That's a really eerie ringtone. Yeah. Right. I'm like, damn, Ryan right. is transitioning to music perfectly right now. <laughs> that was his um, building. <laughs> but, counters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are aliens out here in the fucking country, Brian? Just a few. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm. But, um, I'm scared. No, nah, he, uh, he gave me like uh, two collections. They're like fourteen CD collections, and it was like he gave me Mozart's concertos or Those whatever you call them, like just the big ones. Yeah, well, really, I know one of them. Sound really good. And then the next thing I know, he gives me the piano ones, which are just the piano playing. And uh, I have to admit, man, like sometimes, like when I was back in college, I would just sit there and like I'd study with them just playing on in the background, like yeah, yeah. It helps, man. It really it's, helps. It's easier to focus to that music than. Uh, yeah, yeah, like at least in my opinion, to like you know, some punk rock or something. Like, yeah, it's a little just like it blends in together more. Yeah, know. Evan and I had a uh, English class together and then a science class together in high school. I don't remember what what year it was. I think it was junior year of high school. But we were listen- we were big into John Frusciante, the guitarist the Chili Peppers. His uh, B side heroin albums they recorded. Oh, Neandralades. Yeah, Neandralades, and usually just a t shirt. That was the name of the album. And we would listen to that shit when we were studying chemistry. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Everything starts playing in reverse, and we're just. Yeah, this is glued to a building of fire. It's like weird ass Elton John. Imagine Elton John just high as crap. He recorded them all in like his bedroom, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, he sold them, made millions. Yeah. Like cult fanatics still buy those albums. I guess. guess I mean, cult fanatics will buy anything, man. Yeah. 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 People who are obsessed with stuff. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you're a fan, hey. Again, we should find that guy with the LSD (laughs) who like the classical music in Barnes and Hill. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny is Chuck, uh, my dad, for all you out there, my dad's name's Chuck, uh, <laughs> and my mom's name's Emily, but <laughs> mom used to play Michael Jackson and the Beatles and uh, Queen all the time, so I grew up obsessed with those artists yeah. and Prince, and she always had Dylan, Neil Young, Beatles album, Singer in the House. And records and stuff, so I got to know all the old music through mom. But yeah. dad, he was played a classical guitar and was really good, and always got me into or got me into listening to uh, like Spanish classical music. But he also he still listens, still does. If he listens to this, he's gonna be pissed. <laughs> he, he's obsessed with like Russian choir music. Nothing wrong with that. I've listened to a it's few cool. of that. Yeah, it's yeah. cool stuff. It's, it's so grandiose. It's crazy sound. Comrade, yeah, start like comrade choir. Yeah. yeah. I love how Spotify can look up anything in the world 
yeah. like that. Like me and Mike actually have both been like exchanging uh, this one band, like songs from this one band called Los Ponchos. They're a, uh, they were like a guitar trio from the 50s and they did a lot of uh, Hispanic kind of, what you call it, boleros, but then they would sing too. I mean, very cool, yeah, classic, I don't know, like mariachi-esque stuff. I don't yeah. know if that's the right description for the people to know. That's, I mean, but, yeah. I've, yeah, I, I'll just put that on and they like transport you to like a whole other yeah. place, you know. And that's, I guess, getting back to the top, the first question was like newer stuff you're, you're trying to listen to, like, Kind of hard to get into indie music right now, but that's maybe it's because on the stage I'm at. I like listening to some of these. Uh, the last year I've been digging up like old reggae, old yeah. stuff like just like world music that I never would have yeah. had access to if it wasn't for like the internet. Yeah. yeah. Do you listen I, to William Anyabor? No, I don't think so. It's a Nigerian reggae artist uh, from the 70s. That sounds like something I would like. Dude, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. The, this Orange is Jibor. William Anyabor. Anyabor. Yeah. Orange juice. William Orange Jabor. <laughs> okay, Anyabor. Well, there's another guy, speaker reggae, um, that I like a lot. His name's Alton Ellis. <laughs> I was going to play you some of those uh, Yeah, it just says, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's allowed. Uh, yeah, just remember. Is it? You got like five seconds. Don't go more. Oh, no. That. Yeah, no. We'll um, do fair use. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is, that, is it five seconds and that's it? Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> it probably so shouldn't have but. that. Let's just say, be I mean, just be, be bold. Well, you know what? Yeah. I would have interjected uh, gracefully for like three seconds, but my phone won't load because we're out in New Kent <laughs> in Alien Land. Yeah. You well, know what? It's going to take too long, and we've passed. We've passed on. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. Well, look up some Los Ponchos. I, I will Ponchos, say yeah. on the uh, on the world music, happy music, um, kind of thing. That was another thing, like uh, when. Uh, I worked at Barnes and Noble again. They had, um, the, we would get monthly playlists and, uh, they would always bring in like a world music CD. And like some months, of course, would be like really cool. Other months would be complete shit. But there were some like really neat ones that came from like, we had one, I think that was like all Brazilian music, just absolutely fucking awesome. And then you throw it in the trash immediately. Oh no, it would come, <laughs> come home with me. <laughs> no, the one that, the, the one that would get trashed is like the, uh, the, the romantic French nights just because it was uh-huh. boring as shit. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to listen to that shit. That sounds like Russian choirs. <laughs> yeah. Just to mail it to my dad. Yeah. Is that really a thing? <laughs> romantic French nights? Oh yeah. Dude, they'll, they'll compile the CDs like back in the day that From, we like world music like ones. Medieval but, era? Nights no, 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 like, like, with a K? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, what kind of nights we're talking about here? Fast down, fast down romantic ballads yeah. from nights. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool, actually. I slayed this motherfucker. Just be like one guy with one of those old timey mandolins. Just lute and mandolin. Yeah. Gosh. Well, after I lost my left arm and my uh, legs, both of them, I, I resorted to playing mandolin with one arm. That's all I do know. Yeah. But I, I really like them most of the time. So you ran across a lot of music all the time. Would they just would they be like with the shiploads coming in? You'd have to sort through them. Like how would you, or you would just have to organize them and like yeah, people uh, would bring them up and pile. Yeah, I mean, uh, for the most part. So the monthly playlist would come in, and we would just those would be like free ones that were coming up with different artists and stuff that they were sponsoring, or like people that were they were you know trying to sell, and that was cool because we had like. You know, they'd have some really cool bands that I'd never heard of. And, like, yeah. the good thing was my manager that used to uh, work over top of me used to run a Tower Records or, like, be a manager for a Tower Records. Oh, cool. So, like, my dream job back in high school used to be, like, I really wanted to work at a Tower Records. Then they all closed down, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. So then I wound up working at Barnes & Noble and found out that my manager had managed uh, Tower Records. And, like was really, really into kind of the same music as me. So she would show me all sorts of like really good music and that kind of stuff. So I spent like five years of my life getting the music education that I wanted out of it. You know, nice. So yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. And like I said, then we had weird customers that would come in and show me like classical music, which I'd never heard of. Like he would just come in and show me some opera that I absolutely never heard of. And I'd listen to it and find it really cool. 
overly enthusiastic customers coming in. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> so what was it like to eat his LSD in Barnes and Noble? Like, Fantastic. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was literally the best thing. It was the only way I could get through shit sometimes. <laughs> I know exactly what you're looking for, man. Yeah. Well, dude. Uh, speaking of world music, I was listening to Damon Alburn all last night from Blur. You know. Yeah. And I was talking to Sean about him on the way over here. AKA I'm obsessed with that guy. Play. Yeah. AKA yeah. Chris just, Martin Coldplay. But I mean, he's uh, he's amazing. Not just Dan Oliver, but just a lot of uh, people from the '90s held on to like longevity. They still yeah. have careers in it. Yeah, and made a living out of it. Oh, it's just it's still around. They're back just and fighting again. No, yeah. yeah, they just break up, then they fight, then they break up. Yeah, back together fight. Back together fight. Good, good running breakup. Yeah, 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 they're good at it. Girls That's what Gallagher brothers do. I would know. I'm obsessed with Oasis. And I have a hundred thousand uh, CD collection <laughs> right behind me from the archives. From the archives. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, longevity. How these especially the old 90s. bands keep doing it, stay with it. Yeah, from the nineties because that was nineties was a weird era. Well, I guess every decade has its own style, but like to transition from nineties into like present day, it's still be able to do it. And we've kept you a lot from the nineties flexible. Yeah, we, you got Foo Fighters, Nirvana, stuck around Pearl Jam, you know. Uh, all those other bands, you know, Creed, Nirvana. my personal Nirvana. favorite, Creed. Yeah, I love you Jesus. Really love and Creed? I love Creed. Nice. No, like Nirvana did not. <laughs> it's with arms wide open. open. Yeah. yeah, Nirvana did not stick around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, <laughs> stick around. <laughs> they stick around, but they stuck around in our Who hearts and our ears. They just became someone different. Biscuit. Let's not forget Olympus. Biscuit, amazing. A great folk band. Yeah, I remember listening. A great. I will still put on break stuff. Or, that's good music for studying. Yeah. Just one of those days. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes you have to like really get into their lyrics, you know, because they did it all for the nookie. Yeah. yeah. I, I work with a guy so recently whose favorite band still was Incubus, and uh, because he grew up in that era, I was like, dude, you gotta branch out. There's <laughs> yeah. more bands besides Incubus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were. I remember liking them. The chicks loved Brandon Boyd. Brandon Boyd was hot. And he, he sung. He sung without a shirt on. So is that who the lead singer is? Yep. Because my next door neighbor was obsessed with. Incubus. <laughs> Shout out. That's Terrible. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved Incubus. That's still my favorite band. Third High Blind. How's it gonna be? Still is probably the best song that's ever written in the world. How's it? How's it gonna be? Da, 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 that was da, a good song. Da, da, da. I don't know what song. That's what song that is. Yeah. The yeah. Third Eye Blind song. Oh, I guess it's on the Third Eye Blind. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just, you just lied on a podcast, Sean. Well, I guess I was one of those people who only listened to their few tracks, which <laughs> I was something I was going to argue against earlier. It's like when you talk about the Stones. Yeah. I found so many cool Stone songs from actually listening to Beyond. Because everyone always hears Satisfaction and then, like, yep. Miss You, which are all great tunes. But they like, those guys could pump out hit after hit. I was going to say, there, there's a couple albums. I think, so, the one album that I really ended up liking a lot, and I'm trying, I'm blanking on, oh, Tattoo You. Uh, oh, that album? Yeah. Dude, the first time I ever Is heard that. The, that the early 80s one? I think so. It's the one with, like, a red it? cover. And uh, it's got like the, uh, I think it's, is it Mick Jagger's face or Keith Richards' face, but it's all done up in the weird black tattoos. Dude, that particular album probably changed my life when I found it, because that's actually the album that got me into them like really hardcore. And just like, when you really get, like you said, when you really start to get into the Stones, you start to realize like, yes, there are a lot of like top rock songs, but those guys were cramming blues like hard blues into yeah. their music and if you go beyond those couple of like you know just the the superficial like rock songs that get played over and over right. now like you can hit some of the ones like that just have like beautiful vocals or like really like hard guitar yeah you know? and even some like sweeter softer like ballads too, yeah man. they had some like good variety that's what made them such a good band I think, yeah i think that's the album with like <clears throat> waiting on a friend Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that that album? Yeah. yeah. Take It to the Top was yeah, on there. Yeah, Tops. Yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorite songs. And they had Neighbors, like, right in the middle of the album. Songs like, in, just so people yeah. hear it. Yeah. I, I love that song. I'm still trying to live Los Ponchos. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> is actually a great one of them, like, especially in the 80s when people are like, well, a lot of people just sucked in the 80s, especially yeah. these classic rock bands, but they did 
Like Bob Dylan opened it. Kind of had some shitty albums. <laughs> I'll tell you who. <laughs> yeah, we got we got Sean saying it. You got that right, Ryan. Record that. Sean admitted it. But as you get older, you might appreciate it. So right. Yeah. You guys just aren't old enough. Motley Crue. I still haven't made it much past like 1972. Bob Dylan. Like really? Love Bob Dylan. Dylan. No, oh. I mean, I listened to this stuff, but like. Lady yeah, Maybe it's all that you desires, baby. Do you do you, you have missed the bootlegs? I would imagine. Yeah, time. the one 1975 Rolling Thunder review. Uh, that's my favorite. Holy shit, dude! The first time I heard that bootleg, it fucking knocked my socks yeah. off, man. I've I've never heard Dylan so like personable yeah. with the crowd and like just really into what he's playing. Like, well, and the cool thing is, he like I guess a lot of the tours he did, he's like half solo in the beginning, then he'll do well not. He'll do some song solo, and then he'll have the full like fifteen piece band or whatever. Because he was doing big bands at that point. Yeah, metal yeah. steel, multiple violins. Yeah, like you know, just I mean the whole like brass. And it's, so it's like a lot of backup singers. You always yeah. have backup singers. Well, he had on that, that, that on that particular tour, he had like a lot of. Didn't he have like wasn't Joan Baez like yeah tour with them during that one as well and stepped in on Roger McGuinn. Yeah. Birds, I think. And he had that Russian choir. Yes. The communist back Russian, Russian choir. Bring it all back home. <laughs> so that, yeah, that, that bootleg is probably my favorite. Yeah. I mean, I've not heard that bootleg. Yeah, you never heard 75 Rolling Thunder? It's, he just, it's good. He did 74 and 75, he toured all these like small college halls. How did that scoot under my radar? Because your radar's not large enough. Because <laughs> all I do now is. Watch Nickelodeon. <laughs> the other one that really got me with uh, his bootleg ones was, uh, is it the 60-something Royal Albert Hall? Is that it? 66 the one where he's got the, the band behind him playing really loud electrically, or is it the one before that? It's, it's the one I think, yeah, it's, it's the one, like, right at the end, he had done, like, primarily, I think he had done primarily, like, the old acoustic kind of folksy songs, and then right at the end... He like goes out, comes back, and he had done Ballad of a Thin Man. Yeah. And then he fucking kicks in with like a rolling stone. Yeah, that's sixty six. That's yeah. so good, man. And you can hear the guy like in the crowd. Judas. Like, Judas, Judas. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. It's such a it was a, yeah. such a great moment, man. That's a, pa- that's a cool thing, man. It was powerful. Yeah. yeah, it's it's that was probably my favorite. That and the Rolling Thunder. Yeah. There's no way to really like Put Bob Dylan in any kind of genre at all. Yeah, he just does everything. Always thought it was funny. Except for Russian choir music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never tried that. He might do it. This is the next album. Our uh, <laughs> I don't know if you ever listened <laughs> to him, Ryan, but Daniel Romano is a really awesome artist out right now. I may have sent you some of his yeah. stuff, but our buddy Matt Kuster, another okay. fellow New Kenner, has been touring with him the last two two and a half years. Yeah. Thanks to uh, me. You should tell him the story. Yeah, we went to, we were all into Daniel Romano. He's a Canadian artist. He was writing country throwback kind of music and he's just a great songwriter. He can do yeah. anything. Um, but we were all into him and me and Matt Kuster went and saw him in DC at Jam and Java. And I, I told Matt, I was like, you should ask me if you can be in your band because Matt was like 21, 22 at the time. And yeah. Matt was like, Hey, can I be your bass player in the parking lot? And Dan was like, yeah, you're hired. Pretty wow. much a week later. And now he's been traveling. Literally the world on world tours. That's awesome. That's insane. All over the world. They don't even fly over to Europe. They take, they ride a, uh, a freight trip. I think it's ship. The one. Oh, really? They pirate onto a freight ship. Cause Dan wasn't like flying. <laughs> yeah. So that's how they get to Europe. It's two week boat trip. So they just write the whole time. Oh, right. The whole time on there. On the boat. That's fantastic. Yeah. I think they like, he's living the life. They're in a, they're in a cabin right now on one of the biggest lakes in Sweden. Yeah. They're there till they start their new leg of the tour in October, but they just canoed out to a sailboat the other day, fixed a sailboat, and are now sailing on this lake in Sweden. All kinds of stories. Like, Dude, that's amazing. That's just a bunch of jerk-offs. <laughs> a bunch of jerk-offs. <laughs> and, but, and now, um, Daniel Ronald plays Richmond every now and then, but he's totally gone. He's almost like a Dylan figure. And I, he yeah, that's what I was getting like at. Him and sounds like him, but yeah. he was doing these amazing country, like, Wayland, not Wayland James, but like, I don't know how to describe it. Really He's kind of writing like Orange County theme, like Buck Merle. Yeah. Sort of vein. But very slow, like dirge country music, which was beautiful. And then, he's now broke he's out doing like, then he did like punk rock for a couple of years, or he's doing that even before the country, and now he's doing like, 
he's just rock and roll. Like he can just yeah. do it all, man. He's he's, he's got thousands he's like an evolving, of songs. Yeah, he's a, he's a fucking chameleon. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. Just people to, people that reinvent themselves like that blow my mind. Yeah, yeah. keep 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 doing it. And if you can do it good on each side, and if you like, yeah, like yeah. Write a great country album, then write a great rock and roll album. Like, wow. Yeah. Know, like, it shows your mastery of, of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you can absorb influences and then transmute it. Journalists yeah. love that question, too. Music journalists will always be like, I, you know, like, you could have, like, destroyed this whole genre, like, gone all the way. Why'd you change? And, you know, artists are always like, well, you get bored and you do something. Yeah, you just yeah, try something so different. You know, it's something different. Yeah. Why not? Makes sense. But journalists are always like, I don't understand. Well, it can be hard as a fan. Like, yeah, I've definitely had artists that go in directions where I'm like, no, oh, yeah. Back. I mean, like, yeah, I would do anything for like Ryan Adams to go back and do a country album. Ryan, yeah. just get strung out again. But, Come on, <laughs> yeah. Come on, Ryan. Adams. Uh, it's just just, just a little strung. taste of the heroin. Yeah, yeah just, just a little <laughs> taste. The Jacksonville <laughs> style on was definitely definitely my favorite yeah, album. Yeah, that and um, the drums on that album is, alone. How the drum, the percussion was mixed with yeah. the acoustic guitar. And usually, you know, a bass will carry the rhythm with the with the percussion, but the percussion and the acoustic guitar in that album is just like so heavy. Yeah, but I want Jacksonville City Nights. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Mister yes. Ryan Adams is a whiny singer, so you, you guys perfect. didn't like it when he did uh, was Taylor Swift's 1984. <laughs> we're, that was sick. Even, we're he, a fan. even he doesn't like it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said he didn't like it. I regret it with that. I think he was just trying to get closer to Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. On, it's breaking up with Mandy Moore. Yeah, I was, was going like, to say, Mandy Moore's gone. Time. He's trying to move up yeah. to pop. I don't know if it's so moving up. up. He would have just had a, a song uh, written about yeah. him after yeah. he something. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, he would have been done pretty quick. <laughs> I mean, he would have been great on his head. Well, you know. Talk about ever-changing. It's very awkward. Ryan Adams right there, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that guy can write anything, too. Yeah. I'll tell you that was uh, one of my, one of the few things that my dad really got me into was uh, oh shit, what's the name of it? Uh, was it Whiskey Town? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yes, yep. yeah. So my dad got me into that with the one that had like I think it was pneumonia. That um, your dad mm-hmm. listens to Whiskey Town. I guess your dad listens yeah. to quite a bunch of music. Well, I like thing on and off. Like yeah. he but had, still that's had, impressive. He had, man. Yeah, Whiskey yeah, Town's kind of under the yeah. But he had that when I was younger, so I really enjoyed that. And then I got into Ryan Adams from that because then he also bought Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker, yep. yeah, and I bought that. I really like that. Emmy Lou came and sang on that. That yeah. Joker. I know he album. was like twenty one, and he had Emmy Lou singing with him. Yeah, I know a band that well, opened for Emmy Lou Harris. He was supposedly like talked yeah. up by like Elton John as being like the next best songwriter, which for a while like he definitely was. Like he had gold. You mean, yeah. you mean Rocket Man? Yeah. Rocket Man? The true Rocket Man. <laughs> yeah, Easy, Easy Tiger, I still think, was his best uh, vocal yeah. performance. Easy Tiger? Yeah. Oh, his, yeah. His singing on that album yeah. was incredible. Yeah. I don't think yeah. he ever topped that. Good night. So for anyone listening, these are all, everything we just mentioned in the last whatever minutes, they're all things you need to listen to because you're talking to yeah. experts. You experts. should uh, supplement the podcast with a to listen to. I'll probably have yeah, to. Actually, that's oh, you know, like a full list and throw it on there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably have to, to be honest. I'll write I could throw some, uh, I mean, I love making playlists in general. I could, uh, some nights I'll just get beers. We could do that. We could. Sit in front of the computer on yeah. Spotify and like, I'm going to make a playlist for somebody. It never goes anywhere. But I'm I was gonna, yeah, stuff. I was going to say we should probably do that. We'll make a Spotify playlist, make it available <clears throat> to everyone so they can right. listen to all these. That's a great idea. And then you can go to Barnes & Noble and buy LSD from Ryan <laughs> the counter. And then you can listen to this playlist. You have to go oh, back I, in the past. I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't work there anymore. I, I still sell the LSD in the parking lot at Almond LSD. I just hang out in the mystery sections. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you going to get? Life's Probably mysteries. LSD. But maybe some classical music, too. Um... Mr. Evan Van Dyke, what are you listening to in your car right now? Or in your right headphones? now. Um, <laughs> I have been, it's been three weeks straight, pretty much, of just the new LCD Sound System album. That's right. They did come back, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. LSD and Sound System. You just say you've been doing LSD for a week. <laughs> yeah, man. Three weeks straight. Uh, no, LCD Sound System. Uh, kind of electronic uh, dance music. I never uh, gave them a chance. I did like that song you oh, played me the other night when we were coming home. Dude, they're awesome. They got a lot of stuff, yeah. a lot of different styles, but a lot of stuff kind of would be reminiscent of like 
Talking Heads. Yeah. yeah. Um, just a lot of really yeah. good, feel good, uh, up music. Yeah. But they, they're kind of like meta music. A lot yeah. of times they write music about music, uh, which is pretty interesting. They're cool, um, man. They're actually very cool. They are. Yeah. I've heard, I used to, um, uh, somebody I used to work with used to play that uh, one of their albums all the time. I remember liking it, although I can't remember what song it was. It's very catchy though. I get stuck in my head. Yeah, all my friends are uh, dance yourself clean. They have a bunch. Um, I like that title. Yeah, they were cool. So they did this big. If you're not familiar, they did this big like walk away from music. They had in 2008 or 2009. They had this album. This is happening. Very well received. And then they kind of were like, all right, I think this is the best we're going to do. And we're ready to move on to different things. And they did this whole big parade of like last night's at Madison Square Garden and it was really built it up, put on a great show and everything. But then I guess a year and a half ago, they said they're announced they're going to start coming back. And a lot of people were kind of like, ah, it's kind of a weak move after like doing this whole like hoorah about like, uh-huh. you know, it's our last night. And like even the album was called the, the Last Goodbye. Mm. But um, sometimes you get that itch, though, man. Well, no, the, yeah. I mean, he's he justified it, but like yeah. I was really worried it just wasn't gonna live up, and yeah, they really came back and knocked it out of the park, and it's just one of those albums that I haven't been able to really step away. So, what's the album called? <laughs> uh, oh my god, American Dream. Okay, uh, is the album? It's a new album. Yeah, it's just come out. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Oh, mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Yep. Yeah, I I always like the speaking of like bands stopping and then coming back. I always like the story of uh, the Rolling Stones. The, I was watching an interview on one of the DVDs that I had, and um, they were talking to Mick Jagger, and he was like, "Oh yeah, he's yeah, touring was great. He was like, it's fun. He's like, we have a blast out. On it. He's like, we get to the last show, we'd play it. I'd go back in the dressing room, and he's like, next thing I know, Keith Richards is just like, I'm not playing fucking ever again. I'm done." <laughs> I'm out, and he was like, and he was like, and that was it. He was like, the band would be done. Everyone would pack up their shit. We'd go back. He's like, two weeks later, I get a call from Keith, and he's like, you go back to the studio, and start working on the next one, one. like after yeah. every tour. Yeah. 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 I'm tired of this shit. Yeah. I'm tired of this shit. I'm sick of seeing all your faces. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of playing these tunes. That's that's man. It's right. easy yeah. to fight when you're in a band because you're with everybody all the damn time, usually close quarters. And then think about it, you're also a bunch of creative bastards. Yeah. You got to work on your creative aspect. Like, you're always butting heads. Right. Like, I, I think it should sound this way or this way, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. if you have huge egos like uh, yeah. rock stars like them you know mm-hmm. yeah. it's gotta make it multiply a life of celebrity yeah I mean what are they at at this point like, fuck you I need to listen to you I'm gonna do my own solo career I remember Mick Jagger tried to do yep. that actually he wanted to be like Michael Jackson I remember reading somewhere he was he was like well, look at Michael Jackson why can't I do that now? yeah I've probably could have been Michael Jackson I've got a song with Keith Richards and Toots and the Males uh, really uh, yeah I forgot it's called Pressure Drop it's a really oh, good song, man. Yeah, with him. But it's got him in the background for it. It's really good. My thing with like these bands like Rolling Stones, these like huge bands, and even though they have such a large collection, I always wondered how do they do it? How do they go on every night and keep put playing the same song? I mean, yeah. How many times have they Drugs. played yeah. Satisfaction? Uh, LSD. Like, how do they LSD. not just want to blow their brains out? Yeah. It's like, this is the... You know, two thousandth time we played yeah. the song. Like, especially when you have like, do a crowd. It yeah, you know, like well, especially when you have a the crowd. crowd the crowd yeah. does give you the energy. I'd say when you're playing huge arenas like that. Yeah. Yes. Number one, lots and lots of cocaine. Yeah. 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 But two, I mean, just having all that crowd noise and enthusiasm and energy yeah. from people probably just keeps you buzzed up that, to keep doing it. That's what I really like. Yeah. Um, I went, I went with uh, Stuart and them to see uh, Rush a couple of years ago. And uh, the best thing that I liked about them was that they played, they played a whole bunch of new stuff, but they did it after playing all of their old stuff. Like the, or maybe it might've been flip flop. Played the hits. But they played like, yeah, they played like a massive amount of songs and then Neil, uh, was it Neil Pert, I think is their drummer, but he would like come out, he did this like massive drum solo and then they'd take a couple of minutes and they'd come back and then they'd do like all the old stuff or something like that until the end of the night. And it was cool because it was giving them the ability to play their new stuff, which is probably what they wanted to. But at the same time, the crowd was getting those old like, you know, little the, hits, the hits and stuff like that. 
Dude, so, I, I remember seeing uh, Willie Nelson three years ago, four years, five, six, however many years ago. At, uh, uh, at Innsbruck. Uh, Innsbruck, yeah. And, so dude, Willie Nelson just... or Willie Nelson's pot cloud? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Willie Nelson. Dude, he like blasted through his set. He had maybe four seconds tops between songs. Oh, really? He'd be like, all right, thanks very much. And bad. this one is called, and then he'd do it. He'd like kick <laughs> off the G chord yeah. and into it. I mean, You're every, every song. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hour and a half, done. Like yeah, an hour and thirty minutes straight, and he walked off that stage. It was actually great that he did that. It was perfect. Yeah, it was amazing. I was like, "Thank you for not extending everything." Yeah, I don't like, bullshit. Um, I don't want to get into a big discussion about bands like Fish, but I just couldn't do three hours. I don't know. Oh yeah, but uh, we'll you want to get into a discussion about jam bands? No, let's do it. No, another let's band. Hold on, before we do that, because you want to get really oh, angry, oh, smash everything yeah, on Mike this not table that. right now. <laughs> we can talk about. Let's go back to talking about Grateful Dead. Another band. I don't get well, that's one jam band I do like, but they're not even really a jam band. They had the songs to back them up. And anyone who wants to argue against that, unfortunately, will, I'll make you a playlist. Unfortunately, <laughs> the Dead created jam bands. They weren't a jam band, but they created jam bands. They did, but they also Maybe. were the greatest American rock and roll band, in my opinion. Yeah. However, yeah. another band we saw in Innsbruck, I think, because I saw you know, Beach I Boys. Think we saw Beach Boys. Some of the boys. Without Brian, it wasn't Brian Wilson, it was Mike Loves and his crew. Um, how was it? Al Jardine or whatever how you pronounce the name probably butchering it but it was great yeah I mean they still, uh, kind of still get corny at first it took them a little bit to get into but it, it but, sounded good after a while or maybe yeah. it was just because yeah, they had like 40 beers it. I was like it's cool to be able yeah. to see it I mean obviously it's you know it's not like probably what it was but well, can the guys sing close to like what Brian yeah. was oh like, yeah, yeah. it was what's they his had name from, it was what's his name um, from the uh had someone step in it. Damn it. He was the one that sang... Uh, the high part. With... Not the mamas and the papas. Uh, the one cow sills? The cow sills. Who's yeah. that guy? Yeah, who my mom's sister Another used to know the brothers just date one of the brothers. Yeah. The very oh, really? Yeah. But he came in and he sang amazingly. Yeah. I saw them at a beach when we said King's Dominion when I was like eight. That's awesome. Yeah. Damn. I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> yeah. That, <that's> awesome. <laughs> I saw the Beach Boys at some point. Were you doing LSD? You rode the avalanche and shortly lost all memory of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. The, the grizzly. Uh, yeah. The <laughs> shake grizzly. your brains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, Dude, I, I miss, I'll be honest with you, I miss going to like a lot of the live shows. I used to go like a lot back, uh, probably before I started working where I am now, but. Like I saw, I got to see Tom Petty with uh, Stuart and them as well. That was yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. It was more fun being out in the crowd for that one. Like, love Tom yeah. Petty, but holy shit, that crowd was amazing. Yeah. The He's long crowd? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the long crowd. Yeah. Yeah. The chick dancing behind it was like 90 years old with like a 20-year-old guy, and they're both just like high as shit. But <laughs> naked. It's fantastic. Just, just grooving. <laughs> the girl that like was so drunk that she fell down the hill and had to be held back up. <laughs> Break down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of avoid the line if I can. Oh gosh! Yeah, but it's, it's, it's the cheap sheet. Cheap I was gonna say seats, so. for the for the price we paid, I'll take it because yeah. upwards of like probably like eighty to one hundred dollars to go in into that front part where we yeah. were. The lawn was like fifty bucks. And I got mm-hmm. to see not only that, so I got to see Tom Petty, and then his opener was uh was it um Crosby, Stills, and uh. Nash? Yep. CSN. They were opening. They were opening for Tom Petty. Oh, wow. And it was That's really awesome. cool. Yeah, it was a really cool Did show. They still sing the. It was pretty good. Yeah, this is like, I don't know, I would say this is probably like four years ago, but it was really cool. Yeah. Shit, yeah, that's a lineup. Yeah, hell of a show for 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I would have done that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I still haven't seen Neil Young. Um, I've seen Bob Dylan. Yeah, I've never seen Neil Young. 12 times, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of he's playing in November, but I saw that. I just yeah. don't know if I'm in it. I mean, which one, Neil Young or Bob Dylan? Neil Young. I mean, Bob Dylan. Also, yeah. after you've had front row seating, yeah, the best ex- concert I ever went to was um, the one he played at Altria Theater. Or I guess it was the Landmark. What 2012 or 13? Yeah, and uh, I bought tickets like six months in advance or something. They're way in the back because they're cheaper. And uh, one of one of our buddies, Jake Sellers. Um, He's a some kind of magician with tickets, man. Yeah. He got the day of yeah. front row. There's only two rows in the front for that theater. 
Yeah. And he got one D front row in front of the second one. So you're, you were allowed, there wasn't security guards in front of the stage. You were allowed to go like lean, you know, put your elbows on the stage yeah. and look up at all the gear. And so wow, where I was insane. on the right side. That's awesome. Is, uh, you know, I switched tickets for the beginning. I yeah, we, we, we kept trading our tickets because yeah. Jake, I wasn't going to go to the concert. And he called me like an hour before and he was like, hey man, I think I have good tickets. <laughs> and, and he our hearing is Jake style. His yeah. comedy. I was yeah. like, what do you mean? He's like, I think I've got pretty good seats. You want to go to Dylan? I was like, all right. Yeah, it turns out front row tickets. So we would trade off the tickets and seats yeah, Sean and Ryan went down. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, you and Matt Huster, who were speaking, our buddy we were speaking of earlier, that's touring with Daniel Romano. He was there, so we trade off tickets and we Dude, I'm, take know, turns getting up in the front. That's awesome. I'm that's not cool. lying. When um, we were there, me and Matt stand there. Dylan kept looking over at us. I mean, it's probably like I'm not. I'm not even making it up. It just kept looking like he was looking at us. Yeah. And, uh, I think it was probably just because when you're on stage, in my experience, you kind of have one place where you like stare down. And you guys are young, and you're right there at his feet, and he's like... But we were right. On this that guy looks like me when I was young. Yeah. Right stage. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping he might think that. I was thinking about throwing a Green Boy CD right as I But I didn't have one. Dude, why don't you just storm the stage, tackle Dylan? He's a little old man. Now I can't do shit. Just pick him up over my shoulders. One, you'd get to touch Dylan. Two, you will teach you'd be, me everything. You'd go down. In history for being the only guy ever that tackled Dylan in his <laughs> old age. Did you ever see that video of the dude that, uh, well, you could pee on? You could pee on him. You could have scared that little snippet. Done anything. Due to the Grammys, like, got on stage, uh, pretty much naked with Bob Dylan. I think it was at the Grammys. <laughs> yeah, I did see that video. <laughs> yeah. And some ran on his chest, like, uh, something about nukes or, like, uh, don't nuke them. Or... Don't nuke our imaginations, bro. Yeah, I think there's like this flower child. Bob girl. Dylan's just like, God damn, I've been through this before. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. oh, total pro. Just like, kept, like going through the show. He just keeps playing. He's just like, I don't care anymore. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Doing what he's doing. Yeah, let people do what they're going to do. I'm Bob Dylan. People yeah, that was, you know, that was probably the top, top show. I don't think I'll go to the Coliseum. Maybe. Yeah. I was scoping out the net, uh, the uh, Jefferson Hotel. Trying to see if I see him walking out. Ah, stalking him. Yeah, I bet that's where. He yeah, stays. we stood outside the theater that night for like an hour. And he stays there. Come on, Sean, let's go. Oh yeah. No, he stays Jefferson. Really? Yeah, he always stays at Jefferson Hotel. Nice. I think he's got a, like a private entrance. Just like a private entrance from to the suite. I think that's awesome. But he yeah. flies he a jet it. plane up the elevator. He deserves it. Yeah, yeah. Was he ever down for the country? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that old bastard. True patriot. <laughs> did he ever accept his Pulitzer? He did. Oh, he did. did he? Nobel yeah. Prize, me? Yeah. Oh, it was the Nobel Prize. That's right. Yeah. That was Pulitzer. He didn't play the concert though. He's, he just, no, he did. He later on played, but he played it from his bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you can feel me on Skype from here. Yeah. Good enough. I loved uh, like when I got really into him. I loved. Just diving into the old interviews with him and stuff. Oh man, he's, he's such an eccentric. Get lost like, in there. Yeah, just cool guy. I can't believe his responses to questions. Like, how did you yeah. think? Of Speak, that? Yeah, yeah. Bring up journalists again, man. They love to be boggled. So yeah. Dylan would just do that. Just like that one time he went out there with just that giant fucking light bulb in his hand, <laughs> and he's just like sitting out there, and like all the like everybody wanted to ask him about it, but nobody would. And finally, one of them was just like, "Why well, yeah, that light bulb?" And he's like, "Someone gave it to me." Just creating <laughs> mysticism around himself. Yeah. They had some clever comment like, "They always see you know be prepared and carry the light bulb." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They always see. Well, everyone always asks him like answers of the you know generation. Like, well, how do you feel about the whole youth today? And then. Yeah, you know, the, the cultural revolution, and he'd always be like, "I feel like it's all right," and then just move on to the next. One. He would <laughs> never, go, right. he would never let him lure it. He, he, just, he would just shut up at them. Like, yeah, that one time, the the time reporter asked him, "It's like, well, do you care about what you sing about?" and Bill and finally, like, kind of got aggressive. Like, how do you ask me something like that? You know, like, of course I care. Like, yeah, I'm a jerk, but. So yeah. one of the few times I actually saw like a seemed to be a get yeah like you're a damn. real response yeah yeah well good damn man how you gonna ask me that yeah how do you ask me that? how you gonna ask me that man <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely the genius of all time in my opinion yeah. okay yep was it he was yeah he was in the tribe on Wilburys too which mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing. like that was one that my dad liked as well that I got into like. 
awesome, amazing group, man. Like Jeff Lynn, yeah, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison, like Dylan George Harrison ruined it. Do what? Dylan kind of ruined that group because he already have his singing parts, and it just like he have like Roy Orbison singing, and it switches to Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> handle me with care, and then he goes, man, man. <laughs> George Harrison, yeah, George Elton, he was still alive. Yeah, George, yeah. yes. And <laughs> Jeff Lynn from Yellow or whatever, yeah. it, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember first hearing about it, I was like, who was Jeff Lynn? Yeah. And then I finally listened to um, a couple of their songs, and it's like, yeah, this guy's got some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. What, what was that one song for the Travel Wilburys that I really liked? Was that? It's a Bob Dylan main singing one for, uh, I think it was Congratulations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, this song's so cool, man. Like, when he starts out. Congratulations. For breaking my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good, good that they recorded that. It's going to be a timeless, you know, group. Oh, for sure. Like, look back on that. Yeah. yeah. My favorite thing about that one was, uh, you know, they, I think, did they skip? Volume one or volume two? I think it might have been two, and they did volume one and volume three. And there was like no volume two. <laughs> and, yeah, it just confused everyone. <laughs> so I remember when they uh they put out like a big uh collection like a couple of years ago, and it came with like the DVD and uh, you know like a whole bunch of stuff about it or whatever. And uh it only had two CDs in it though. Because all they did was record, they just re-recorded, amped up the volume one and volume two, and people mm-hmm. used to be like, I remember there was like a volume two. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> Good trick. Bunch old fogies. Yeah. I hate old people. <laughs> it's going to be what we're already becoming old. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... I don't know. That's the thing. I I try and get into new music. My, my actually, my sister does a little. She has. She's in college at UVA and has a little radio. She has a little DJ slot. Okay. Plays some a lot of different stuff. I'm like, what is this game? I mean, a lot of stuff. I mean, usually when I hear it, I like it. Yeah. But I mean, there's just so much new music. It's almost overwhelming to me to be able to even take the time to sit down and listen to it. So that's why. I mean, I always. Yeah. You know, I guess it's. Yeah, it's really stuck in my ways, but I try and just dig through stuff that's yeah I haven't heard from the past. I don't know. I'll tell you, maybe you guys feel this way too. I think me and Evan have had this conversation many times before, but um, I I almost feel like these days, like so back in like the seventies, sixties, seventies, eighties, like that kind of time, you had people listen to stuff on the radio. And you would have like one hit wonders or something like that, like these bands that just kind of flew, you know, came by and went out. But then you had like the super bands that came out. Like, I mean, Bruce Springsteen, huge band, like the E Street, everything came out, massive, massively big following, ma- I mean, you know, selling out like, like the Super Bowl stadiums, that kind of stuff. Same with like Tom Petty, you know, all, all these big bands came out. But like these days, I feel like, there's so much music. I mean, I feel like I go on Spotify and in two seconds find an album that like nobody has ever heard of or ever listened to in their entire it's life. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure people listen to that. What was that? What was that? Yeah. Dude. No, you're right. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, it. it's just, I mean, there's a couple of bands, like a couple of pop stars that come out every now and then. They, they get pretty big and they go and do their shows and stuff. But I feel like there's so many like indie rock bands that just come out and have an amazing sound, right. but are, are never going to get to the level of like Bruce Springsteen and the E Street band ever again. It's way more competitive, man. It's all changed now. Yeah. 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 It's just a different environment. I don't think that's going to, that's going to be rare. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like the, the, the end of the super band is like done. And yeah. now it's like, cause like even some of the, uh, what was Monsters of Folk? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. That's a, that was a super group yeah. that should have had like a, a massive following and did, but it's and probably it's still. Right. Yeah. And that, and the people that knew those bands. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like even, even with like, even coming together with four massively in, intelligent, creative and super people. Yeah couldn't break through to the level of like just fucking crazy Justin Bieber that comes out and does like baby 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 right and, 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 and yeah. it's like you said yeah, yeah Lumineers but like uh, yeah. everything is like a categorized 
popularity now. If like there is yeah. a super band, it's in some sort of genre, but it's like, oh, I don't listen to that type of music, so I don't yeah. really care. Whereas, you know, like Beatles, Rolling Stones, they destroyed everybody. Yeah. Everybody loved that it. That was the popular yeah. music. That was the that. thing you did. You right. listened to that band. Yeah. But yeah, there's too much out there. We all, there's too many subcultures. It's yeah. true. And, and yeah, you're right. I don't think we'll ever see that kind of momentum again. Unless. I don't think it's a bad yeah. thing. It's not, no, it's not, no, not for sure. Yeah. It's, just, it's just an end of, end of an era. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, we're not going to be around much longer anyways because New- uh, North Korea is going to nuke us probably tomorrow. <laughs> so it no, doesn't dude. matter anyways. No, today's the 24th. We made it, dude. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, we need that soon. LSD from that guy so we can just go out and have a good time. We will be the next My super world group. is ending. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. We will be the next super group. Well, dude, also, like... The in, the music industry is tough on musicians right now. Yeah, you can't sure. make a buck selling your music anymore. Sure. Yeah. that shit goodbye. You have to tour your ass off. Mm-hmm. Hope that a company picks you up, which those companies don't really exist much anymore. Right. Yeah. Super huge labels exist. Yeah, one of uh, one of our favorite like indie bands, rock and roll bands that are currently playing out in Richmond, Sleep Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers. Okay. Right. Younger guys, probably all our age, maybe even younger, but barely. In- the York brothers. The York, yeah, the two brothers, song, okay. main singer, songwriter, creative part of the band, and they got excellent musicians, you know, playing with them. And right, yeah, Torrance, actually likes them too. Yeah, they got, oh, yeah. they got a, uh, they got a tweet or an Instagram hit by Ryan Adams when they were Twitter or Instagram, Ryan Adams like had put Sorry, up a man. picture of their album and said, "This band should be the biggest band in the world right now." So he's go listen Central to this Park. one song, "Images," and put your headphones on and walk around outside. It'll blow your mind, and and uh, it, the album's amazing. I'll, yeah, I'll have to definitely tell you about it if you haven't heard. It. It's called Greenwood Shade, but even that, like, so they toured with the Lumineers, didn't they? Yeah, open up for the Lumineers. Head and heart. They open up for no. They're open up right now. They're on tour with J. J. Roddy Walsh and the Business, which is like one of the better rock groups around. Not even underground or anything anymore, but and that even even for them, man, it's like. I doubt they're making. I, mean, I don't know their what's going on, but I doubt they're making what they need to like. Yeah, keep going with survive. Well, the, they not only the money, but also yeah. the momentum. Yeah, I mean, they it wrote helps every tour you go out. But they wrote that jingle for J.C. Penney too, a Christmas song, and J.C. Oh, really? Penney picked it up, so they got royalties off of that for. Okay, a that's what you got to do. But I don't know anything. I don't know anything about financial to, situation from that, but I know they got that deal. You have that's, to get that's in. Pretty sweet. Yeah. That's how Lumineers got big. Is from their one. Uh, Microsoft Bing commercial that, in, in, that used their song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's literally, now they have millions of followers, you know. Yeah. It can be a great band and not get those millions of followers if you just don't get the exposure from a massive corporation like that. Or, yeah. And just some kind of like strike of luck. I mean, there's other people there's that, a hit of that. get those yeah, bands but they is. just don't click on. You know, it's always weird. Just, Even a record deal. Yeah, how does one band all of a sudden it's just like, what is it? It's, just the right timing, I guess, you know? But yeah. Yeah. I mean, record labels used to, like, put you in to gig and, like, tour and pay for all that. They don't do that now. If, if you get a record deal, it's because you're getting bought out by a big corporation and they're going to advertise you in, like, all the big, big yeah. advertising stuff. Yeah. Like, for medium to small bands, your career is just going to be touring and hoping you make your living yeah. doing well at that. And that yeah. can be- Fine, unless you really get that struggle, like, like yeah. that lifestyle. It's hard. It's very hard. I like bands like Devil Makes Three is one of my favorite bands. Yeah, they're awesome. Who are kind of folky, but have extremely good songwriting and singing, everything to back it up. Yeah, you know, but they're, they've been doing it for you know at least a decade and more. I thought their frontman was like mid twenties, and uh, extremely good. I got close to him one time at Floyd Fest and saw him. I was like, "Oh, you got fucking gray hair, dude." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, like thirty five. Yeah, thought he's like twenty one. Yeah, like holy like shit, the, man! You're you're a man. Frontman of Don't Make Three. I always thought he was like a young pup from far yeah, away. I think so. Him. Yeah, he's he's an older guy, still kicking ass. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's hard to do. Yeah. It's hard to make money in it for sure. You got to be relentless. You got tour relentlessly. You have to self-promote. Yeah. You have to also be creating new material to keep the momentum up yeah. or the image of on your social media that, hey, we're still busy and working all the yeah. time. That social media part is, it's got to be killer for a lot of people too. Like, I, I mean, you get, you have to do that. Like, mm-hmm. keep up with your crowds, keep up with your fans that are trying to, yeah. you know, like, 
it's there. Access to you. Yeah. yeah, you see like tons of bands or tons of like artists and stuff like that constantly like talking on Twitter or like chatting on Facebook or like putting up a post. Like we were talking about like a post a day, like trying to keep that fluent, you know, mm-hmm. or fluid and yeah. keep so people interested. It's just, it's just like, even if you're not doing anything, it's yeah. the illusion of, yeah, you know, just to keep people there. there and even, yeah. the, even the huge ones do it. I mean, it's not like, I mean, yeah. maybe Radiohead, they did like a thing where when they're New album was coming out. And like, they did the whiteout thing. Or yeah, it was like every day, like the HTML on their website, like took a uh, lower shade. So it was like every day that the whole website was like fading out until like basically the day of the album. It was just when you go to the website, it was just white, like a white screen. Genius, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then the next day, you were like freaking, like, yeah, buy the album. God <laughs> damn, yeah, I got buy this album. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if it was a Tom York's idea, probably. It's probably Johnny Greenwood doing that LSD from Barnes and Nobles that Ryan sold him. (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) Just trying to keep people happy. That's all. Johnny Greenwood. He's a nut. Yeah, it is hard. And especially unless you have the momentum building or like, you know, if you get a big, like, you know, blast into the higher echelons from a whatever kind of, whatever, whatever it takes, a hit song. Then you get like the the confidence you need to just keep doing that. Yeah. But if you're doing a trudge along four or five years, it's kind of you know you know you have fans and people love your music and you hear it all the time, which is great. But it's kind of like a you know the graph is just you know in some bands that just go the one year in, yeah, boom, yeah. and then they go. Sean like just made this, an upward gesture with his hand. Keep going higher. <laughs> And then down. <laughs> so, like, when Green Boys are starting, it was, like, us, Mumford & Sons started, like, one year at the same time of us, and we just thought, it's how ridiculous. Like, they're going up and up and up, and we, and we listen, and we're like, we're not really that different from them. They're just, they're playing arena gigs, and we're playing, um, yeah. yeah. Capital Coffee House. Which <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are, you know, it's some place like that. Well, hey, we're, we're uh, running out about an hour now. Yeah, uh, wow. Do you guys want to stop and then do, like, take a break, then do another one? Like, go a little bit more on touring, band, the Green Boys, that kind of stuff, if you want? Yeah, that's cool. That's good? Yeah. All right, well, this will be the end of this one, and then we'll come back and do another one. We'll keep this going for part two. Cool. Bye. Yes and no. Honey, baby, yes and no. it alone You say yes and no Hot and cold Honey, baby, hot and cold You're 29 years old All hot and cold That's your high, but they need you. you-